Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of our special Holy Week edition of the 167 Podcast. As always, I am here with my good friend, our media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> wow, you came in with power on that one. I liked it. I liked it. It's good. Um, so, yeah, we are in uh, Thursday of this holy week, and we are making our way to the cross. Right. So we have spent Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday together. We'll be together today and then we'll have another podcast tomorrow and then there will be silence on Saturday as Jesus is in the tomb. He's been laid there and so and then we'll get ready for Easter. 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 So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that on the Friday on tomorrow's podcast as far as things to coming up for about that but so today is known it is this thursday of holy week is is known it's got a lot of names it does actually um a name i did not know until i started uh my ministry in uh the methodist church was mondi mondi not monday but mondi m-a-n-u-d m-a-n <laughs> i can't spell m-a-u-n-d-y yeah uh, mondi thursday and uh, we've had some, uh, I've been part of a couple of Maundy Thursday services. Now, uh, yes, I didn't hear about it until I started my ministry. Uh-huh. And we started our ministry at the same church. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that might be the common denominator. <laughs> I mean, I have heard a lot of my my colleagues in, in the Methodist Church use the term Maundy, but I had always known it as Holy Thursday. Yep that um, that is the official term from the Catholic Church according to Wikipedia. Okay, well, always the go-to. Hey, I've, I've used it for years and not never <laughs> had any trouble. But Mondi actually is uh, it's the Latin word for in the translation to English for our word for command, and what it implies is um, it's Jesus's command for us to love one another. Um, mm-hmm. to, to love God and to love others. And you see that in the reading that we are going to have because um, there's going to, it's the, it's the supper. It's their, their last supper together. Um, there's just this representation of, uh, you know, there's, there's also foot washing. I mean, all this is happening and you just see Jesus revealing himself as a servant. So and any then, any other tidbits on Monday that you well that you learned? I, even so, apparently Monday services are a thing that happen outside of mm-hmm. Holy Week, and yeah. those are foot washing services. Yes. So a derivation of Monday is uh-huh. actually the Christian rite of foot washing. There you go. Yeah. So if you ever go, if someone invites you to a Monday service, make sure your feet are a pedicure. Bit, yes. Get a pedicure beforehand. Have you ever been part of a foot washing? Yes, I've had my feet washed, and I have washed people's feet. Yeah, when um, when was this? I was in middle. No, I was a junior in high school, and the youth pastor called all of his leaders to his house, mm-hmm. and it and he was announcing that. Uh, he was leaving, and there was someone new coming in. Oh, wow. And he said, but 
the last thing I would like to do is wash your feet. Oh. And there's more that went into that that I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry, Deke Doberly. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but did, it was, did you cry? I was more weirded out because that, cause that was the first one I'd ever been in. Yeah. And it was the only time I'd ever heard it referenced yeah. outside the Bible. So it freaked me out a, more than <laughs> anything. But it, I thought it was a great gesture. Yes. And yeah. then fast forward to Will's a senior this year, so... Uh, Will Steinberg's eighth grade mission trip. Uh huh. We went to Bayou Labattery, Mississippi. He's a senior this year. He is a He's freshman in college. in college. Even worse. What do you? Poor Will. He's like <laughs> listening right now, going, "What? I'm not a senior in high school." Even worse. Okay, so uh, his eighth grade trip. We went to Bayou Labattery, Mississippi, with FUMC. Uh huh. And um, we had a foot washing service, like. The night before we left, or two nights before, whenever. And then I got to wash Will and Cole um, Broomberg's feet. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I felt I got more out of that than when I had my feet washed. Yeah. Because the act of doing, the act of uh-huh. humbleness, and then you understand, like, I'm just the leader washing these guys' feet. Yeah. Think about the, and then you think about Jesus. Jesus. The God of wash- everything. Yeah. Yeah. Washing. People's feet that don't wear shoes. Yeah, and as say, and just be. Re- I mean, probably like the disciples. Well, I was gonna say the comparison is probably close though between the disciples wearing sandals and all the stuff they go through, and eighth grade and boy a feet. middle school boy foot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably very. Comparable. It's probably close. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was. <laughs> what about you? Have you ever? I have. I have had it. Um, I think the first time I I was part of a foot washing was I was working a. Uh, a weekend retreat, a walk to Emmaus, um, which probably some of our listeners are familiar with, but, uh, it's just a three day, uh, experience. And so the leadership team mm-hmm. met, um, prior and, and did a foot washing. And then I had the, uh, what I would call the distinct privilege of, uh, washing the feet of, um, prostitutes, in uh, at in the middle of the night in downtown Philadelphia. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so that was a very and it was just really um, holy because they were shocked that someone would offer to do that and let them and and just sit and talk to them and share Christ with them. So that was really really interesting. Mm. And then I've had a couple other uh, experiences. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, so foot washing is, you know, there's people right now probably that are listening that have like a foot thing and they're like, Oh, every time you say foot washing, it makes me cringe. Um, but there is, uh, but I also think there's a reason for that. Like, I I think there's a reason he picked the feet. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I don't mean to be crass here, but I like there, there, there are only a couple of other parts of the body that you could say, hey, let me wash that for you. That would just be totally weird. Mm-hmm. But So let's use the feet because that's also pretty, they can be pretty nasty. Well, and <laughs> something that my youth pastor brought up when he did it is like, when Jesus did this, there wasn't a sewer system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they weren't just walking in dirt yeah. when these people were walking yeah. around. <laughs> I mean. So it, like, as as nasty as your feet are, are you talking about my feet no, in general? In general. Oh, okay. Oh. And then you go back and you take every like every technology technological advancement of footwear 
and take all that away mm-hmm. and then all like industry and you realize what people are walking through Mm-mm. and the savior of everything mm-hmm. did that for for those people yeah yeah there is uh, definitely an act of humility involved and a i mean and and peter even has this struggle uh, where he's like, no, don't, you can't wash, no, you can't wash my feet. I need to wash your feet. And mm-hmm. and Jesus is like, no, I need to wash your feet. And he's like, oh, well then wash all of me. And when he's like, no, I don't need to do that. <laughs> but it's like, there's this, I think foot washing, you know, we can say it's icky and it weirds us out and whatever, but I definitely think it reveals a, a level or a layer of pride in mm-hmm. us to not want someone else to wash our feet. Yes. Um, and, and I say pride, but I also think in many ways it could, it could reveal a, um, uh, it could be like an identifier of maybe conviction mm. because we're like, I am not worthy of you. And not, I'm not even talking about Jesus and the disciples. I'm talking about if we did a foot washing service and someone came sat down in front of me to wash my feet, I would have a level of no, no, I don't deserve for you to wash my feet. Like right. I need to, I need to run to the feet of Jesus right now, and I need to get my heart in a place of mm-hmm. of repentance and confession before you could even touch my feet. So right, right, right. I think it really does involve a lot of a lot of things going on in our heart and our mind. Yeah, in regard to foot washing or that kind of a intimate um, exchange of like. God and us and service and humility and all of that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, so uh, today's reading is going to be in Luke chapter 22. And this is a, this could be a much longer, longer reading, but I'm going to pare it down and I, I'm just going to read verses 14 through 23 of Luke chapter 22. And I'm going to read as I usually do, um, which is out of the New Living Translation. So here we go. Luke 22 verses, beginning of verse 14. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. Okay, so he again is kind of dropping clues that Mm -hmm. this is coming. Verse 16, for I tell you now that I won't I mean, this had to be shocking for them to hear this. He says, for I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So he's like, this is the last meal I'm going to have with you on this side of what's about to go down. Like he's going to appear to them later after he's, you know, rose from the dead. Right. And he will share a meal, but this is the last one he's having on this side. Mm Mm-hmm. Verse 17, then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come, which Mm -hmm. you see play out later as he's on the cross. Right. And the soldiers offer him some bitter, sour wine. Uh, Verse 19, he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. This might sound familiar to many people in regard to... Our communion liturgy. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. He took he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Um, 
this is when this is this moment where the Passover meal takes on a whole new identity. Right. They were celebrating a Passover meal of you know when God passed over the homes of those with uh, the, the blood with the, yes. on the door frames from That's the right. lamb. Yeah. Yeah, because the the firstborn of every family was going to be taken as right. as a sign of God, you know, wanting to free His people. So. Um, from Egypt. Um, so they're celebrating that, uh, rescue, that salvation. Right. Right. And now suddenly, boom, like this new identity gets placed on, on this moment. Um, then verse 20, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. But here at this table, sitting amongst us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits for the one who betrays him? (laughs) Verse 23, the disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing. I mean, can you imagine that conversation? Um, <laughs> like, where, when does when does this happen? Like, what what goes on here? Um, now, of course, we're so, we're focusing in on the supper here, and not as much on the the foot washing, um, because, like I said, there's a whole larger there's a lot of scripture we could read for right. this day. Um, so we just made mention of what Mondi means and the foot washing that happens. Um, but I wanted to focus in on the supper because we are having communion together on on Easter Sunday, which I'm very glad to be able for us to do. We haven't had it in, in a over year. a year. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted us to talk, kind of zoom in a little bit on the supper portion that that Jesus, you know, sets aside now as a sacrament. So. But let's look at those last couple of verses again, because Jesus kind of was like, okay, here's, I mean, consistently the disciples' minds had to be blown because Jesus was always saying something and they're like, what, what, what? Yeah. Like, excuse me, uh, can you repeat that again? Um, Because he's saying, this is the last meal I'm going to have with you. You know, I'm not going to be here with you much longer. Uh, We're all here. We're all are all hanging out at this table. You know, 13 of us. One of you is about to betray me. I mean, constantly they are being told information that they're like, what, what, you know? Um, so Jesus knowingly literally breaks bread with Judas. We know it's Judas. They don't know yet. I mean, Jesus knew, but no one else did. Um, he's breaking bread with the man who would soon betray him and, you know, hand him over to be killed. But then listen, he's also sitting at the table with someone who is going to deny that he even knows him. Right. And in less than 48 hours time, uh, Peter denies even knowing Jesus. And and Peter's really close with him. So he's sharing a meal with people that, that he knows are in, in different ways, but are going to betray him, deny him. Mm-hmm. And yet he still shares the meal with them. Yep. What does that say to you and I as followers of Jesus? I, Oof. You and me I, is I, the correct grammar, sorry. I mean, I don't have much to say. Just it just gives you like that heavy heart feel. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's that conviction we were talking yeah. about uh, yesterday. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it doesn't bring words. It just brings a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to sit and share a meal with someone, it's... Because it is like a... Um, I mean, I can't think of a... It's just a really special way to, to, to share it, to sit at a table and share a meal with someone is important. I mean, it, it brings with it like... Um, it, yeah, it's usually set aside for friends and family. Like, right. We share meals with friends and family. Right, right. People you're close to. You yeah. don't share meals with people that are about to send you to your death. <laughs> no, no. Or that are about to ghost you mm-hmm. in modern terminology. Mm, yeah. And you know this ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, think about, it's just, it's a, it's a way we build relationships. It's a bit, a way you know, sharing a meal is a way you build camaraderie with people. Mm-hmm. It's a, you build trust, you build this, you know, these friendships, but here's Jesus sharing his last meal with, with two people who would betray him or turn against him. So w- what does it say about Jesus that he shared his Passover meal with Judas, for one, um, but then also even with Peter. But, I, you know, Judas obviously is the, the one we kind of hone in on here a little bit. Um, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. It, it just, it makes me wonder, Go makes me think, where am, where am I withholding um, that kind of, compassion and humility and love Yeah, by not sharing a table with someone. And by sharing a table, I I could do air quotes on that and it could mean different things. You know, it could be just um, maintaining relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's Jesus doing this. And I think it's just another example of his servant heart and his way of establishing there is a different way to live. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be my follower, there is a different way that you can live. And yeah. it will go against many things, most things that mm-hmm. you would naturally want to do. Yeah. Mm. But warning. If you do go have a friend, uh, meal with someone like that, don't te- don't start the conversation going, "Hey, Jesus had dinner with Judas. I'd like to have dinner with you." Don't do that. And by the way, can you pick up the tab? So yeah, yeah, not a not a good opener. Not a good not, opener. Not, not the way you want to open that. Yeah. So, but you know, here's the deal. Even in the face of betrayal, Jesus did not. He didn't condemn them. Nope. Never uh, once. No, I mean he he did call it out. Called like, it hey, out. this is about to happen. But I mean, he didn't. He he did not sin. He did not respond. He didn't kick them up. You know, like you're not sitting at this table with me. Like Mm-mm. you know, you don't even go here. You know, um, but I I just you know I think about the application right. Yeah. Always is so like how are we inclined to treat people who we know? Have... Oh, I'm quick to write people off. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's as in today's society, it's a lot easier to write people, or especially right now, it's a lot easier to write people off without other people knowing it. Oh, you mean like, like unfollowing, unfollowing, or... <laughs> um, not texting back 
The whole ghosting, yeah. Yeah, go. I mean, yeah, ghosting. I mean, it's real easy to canceling, ghosting, yeah. unfollowing, yeah, snoozing. I mean, yep. Um, you know. I I think you pick every social media has a different term for it. Taking so. your um. Saying, Shop, taking your shopping cart, not it's not a buggy, and going down a different aisle because you see someone on the other one, and you're like, oh, snap, I don't want to see them. Having them in in my life is not, they shouldn't be in, it's not the season for them to be in my life right oh, now. Oh, you just got hyper-religious on me <laughs> with that one. Yeah. yeah. But people I'm use just, that. I'm just going to date Jesus right now. Oh, Lord. We need to break up. If you could see me, roll my eyes. (laughs) But it's so easy. It's We we can rationalize why we don't want to be like Jesus. Because that's ultimately, like, we're we're trying to say we're distancing ourselves. But we don't say those words. We don't say, I don't want to be like Jesus. No, heck no. We got to make it sound like a holy reason that we're not humbling ourselves. But if we call it like it is. Yes, that part of Jesus' life, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Making amends, um, offering forgiveness. Seek, you know, Jesus didn't have to seek forgiveness, but he most definitely uh, showed humility, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think it, as as uh, imperfect people, I think when we start down the road of humility mm-hmm. and seeking humility uh, and we follow it through, I think it leads us to a place of seeking forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It's like, even if we are 99.9% right, air quotes, mm-hmm. that we can still seek forgiveness for that 0.001 or whatever the decimal point is on that. But I don't know. So I think a, a practical step for us to take in this would be to ask God to help us like wisely and humbly love other people, and serve other people like Jesus did, even when it seems impossible. Right. Uh, again, and I think that's just owning just a, a little part of that. But gosh, you're so right, Josh. Like, we can we can totally rationalize, and I'm trying to think of the word. I can make one up, but I would rather use an actual <laughs> word. But like, That's like me yesterday. I was going to be, yeah. I was going to be like, you know, we can we can make this hyper religious and and tag on some some words that that make it go no this is why i'm not going to share a table or you know mm-hmm. share my presence with another person who has hurt me because yeah. you know god is guarding my heart you know i'm just i'm just guarding my heart i've prayed for a hedge of protection and that um, hedge is distance <laughs> well <laughs> That hedge is distance. That hedge is not returning your um, attempts to communicate with me. That is horrible. Oh, a hedge of protection. What? What? Uh, yeah. Anyway. So. All right. So here's a. The that was our first porch point. Wherever we went with that one, uh, is just recognizing how Jesus responded to Judas and even Peter. Um, so in the second uh, porch point, I want to make it's that. At this pass, and I think I already mentioned it a little bit, but at this supper, this Passover supper that Jesus introduces to us, communion, mm-hmm. which they didn't call it that yet, right? But it's this breaking of bread representing His body, and and the the sharing of the cup representing His blood poured out for us. And what Jesus asks His followers to do 
is to take is to share communion in remembrance of him mm-hmm. to to remember and again I mean we talked about that yesterday it's like coming back to the whole remember 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 and that even takes us back to the last series we did in the gospel according to Genesis when it right. was it's remember the covenant God has made yep it's remember this covenant so okay are you ready for this thought yes. Josh um, for our listeners, think about this as we prepare for Sunday and celebrating the risen Christ, but also receiving communion. Consider the posture with which you take communion. And I, I want to change that word. I don't like to say take communion. In which you receive communion. Okay. Because we receive, we don't take. Um, consider the posture that that you go to when you receive communion. Are you pausing? Are you remembering Jesus, are you remembering what he's done for all people? Not mm-hmm. even, I mean, think about it, not even all who believe. Like, he did this for, for all people, yep. and the opportunity for us to live into that is there for us. And so with that, like, we we need to seek, you know, ask God, say, you know, would you deepen our understanding? Would you deepen our appreciation for the sacrifice, which we're going to talk about tomorrow? Right. Um but God, would you would you give us a deeper understanding for what you did through Jesus, what you instituted there, um, so that we could be reconciled? You know, I mean, all of this is to to bridge that gap between God and humanity, mm-hmm. um, where we were unable to hold up our side of the covenant. Jesus came in our place to fulfill that and to take on our sin. So, I mean, it's just, it's powerful. So, um, I don't know if there's any more you want to, want to add to this, um, Josh, on today's episode. No, I think, I think, uh, I just can't get over, um, how excited I am to, uh, receive communion again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good to to Um, share that together. Now, when... Uh, when you're talking about posture, the first mm-hmm. thing I went to, standing, sitting, kneeling. <laughs> well, that's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because my entire life up until adulthood, it was always sitting. Mm. And then when the first time I went to FUMC, mm. it was the first time I ever received it. Uh, and then w- standing, oh. and then went to kneeling. So yeah. it was the first time I ever went from receiving to um, a time mm-hmm. of prayer. Mm-hmm. So that that was... So even the physical posture, yeah, uh, has can change the mentality of how you receive communion. Yeah, well, and and I think that's an interesting point to make because we've definitely had some of our folks um, ask us like, "Hey, why haven't we had communion?" Because you can get those little cups, the the, the tearaway, and the little wafer in there, and and goodness, you could hand those out with gloves, and everyone could have it. And and one of the things that we talked about as a staff was. Uh, this term intinction, but it's when you come to receive, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're given bread, and that bread is then you know dipped into the cup. Um, the posture of getting up and coming to mm-hmm. receive. Yep. And then and then the the posture of you dipping the bread, which actually this Sunday a server will dip for you. But but for that bread as that has been said, this is my body broken for you. Mm-hmm. And then to see that bread dipped into the, the juice and to see that 
beautiful white bread turn red mm-hmm. and to realize your sin has been taken on by Jesus. The, all those postures. And then the opportunity to go and kneel mm-hmm. in prayer or to go back to your seat and let your seat be an altar. Let right. your seat be a place where you are, you know, head in your hands, you know, or whatever. But these changes in posture, I think, are important. Uh, that's something I've always said um, that, yes, we're talking about the spiritual all the time, mm-hmm. but what transfers out into the physical is a is a direct, there's a direct correlation. Right. And I think sometimes when we choose to change our phys- physical posture, that it allows us to engage God more, which is one of the reasons I loved our Tuesday night worship service because it's just another opportunity to have a, a little bit different posture mm-hmm. in in how we worship and how right. we you know engage God. So thank you for mentioning that because I do think that is very powerful. So the reason we're we held off on offering communion until now is because we feel like we're at a place where we can safely you know with our servers handle the the bread and the juice and and then present to each who come to receive one in a safe way right. uh, but then in a way that's still significant mm-hmm. um and still honors the the sacrament um and so we want and I'm not saying that a little cup in the wafers not doesn't honor the sacrament but just as a staff and uh, you know we just didn't feel like we wanted to go there we wanted to wait so yeah um it's it's going to be a, a wonderful time together to share share in that meal so um, let's see. I think we're good on that. So yeah, I, I think, think that's, so. yeah. So that's the Maundy <laughs> Thursday. That's the Command Holy. Holy Thursday. Covenant Thursday. Oh, by the way, you found something interesting just to throw in real quick okay. about, um, Holy Wednesday and what has, it has been known as before. Oh, uh, Holy Wednesday's, uh, parentheses name is called Spy Wednesday. That just sounds so cool. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not because it's because that's Judas, directly talking yeah. about Judas. But it just. But it with what we a, talked about with Judas, I mean, it does. It it, it kind of makes sense. it a little bit more yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. As always, we hope this has been helpful and beneficial, and just it's just helped you lean in a little bit more, be more intentional on your journey of faith. We will see you, talk to you. Whatever that is, tomorrow. But before we leave, why don't you pray us out, Shannon? I I will sure do that. God, uh, thank you for how you've established an opportunity for us to like um, touch and feel and and smell and like our senses are engaged through the sacrament of communion. And Lord, we thank you that you have shown this to us um, by Jesus, and that it is just another example of your great love for us. And God, thank you that we are invited to this table. We don't deserve to sit at it for sure. Um, But you make a place for Jesus and Jesus has made a place for us. So thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. We'll, we'll be with you guys tomorrow. All right. See ya. See you. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.